Thanks for tuning in to Shield Clocks Happens, where now you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, and Amazon. So tune in, sit back, and enjoy. This is the Shilcox Happens podcast, and my name is Dustin Shilcox. With me always, Jameson Brown. What is up, everybody? Hope everyone's enjoying their time. We're excited to have everybody on on board with us for an awesome conversation. We're it's, live today for the first time. We are live. So for a at lot Ready people, Gunner here in Provo. Yep. With the owner Neil Curry. So it's Woo. Neil. Tell us a little bit about you, man. Tell us. Uh, I mean, oh I know we've already discussed it probably five or six times on live, <laughs> but for the for the you, podcast, you sick of hearing the same thing. Start off at the beginning, you know, because obviously you're born and raised in Provo. Start off like when you graduated high school. Kind of what got you into having Awesome store store. like this. Yeah, I mean, this is freaking cool here. So I grew up in a pretty adventurous family. My dad owned uh, what we call like an adventure travel company. So we took people whitewater rafting, kayaking, hiking, all around the world. You know, and I've I've done like first ascents with my dad in India, China, Russia, and a bunch of other places. So I kind of had like that adventure, this blood in me just kind of growing up with my dad from from a young age. And uh, it's kind of what led me to go into the military. So after I left high school, I joined the military and I specifically wanted to do the ranger, you know, be a ranger. And they had a, a what was called an option 40 contract at the time. I could go in and it kind of guaranteed me to go down the path of getting to a ranger unit as long as I passed everything, you know, in order and didn't fail. If I failed anything on the, along the way, they would kind of kick me to the big army and I would be at their mercy of whatever unit they wanted to put me in. So I ended up making it through, you know, basic training, AIT, airborne school, then the ranger indoctrination program, which is kind of that four-week really tough. It's different now. It's called RASP. But back then it was RIP, and it was just four weeks of hell, you know, just being a crap idea, staying up all night, tons of land nav, and, and all these little missions they make you do. So past that, I got assigned a second range battalion up in Fort Lewis. I was up there for about five years. Did three deployments with those guys, two in Iraq, one in Afghanistan. After I left the Rangers, I went and worked for SOCOM, doing these prototype vehicles for special forces units in Afghanistan. So I was a project manager on that project for two years, building these vehicles. And once the project finished, I went and worked for Triple Canopy as a, a personal security contractor. Did that for about a year and a half and did two more deployments in Iraq with them. And that would just kind of entail doing protective services for politicians, Vice President Biden, anybody who came overseas that just kind of needed to be escorted from point A to point B. While I was over there, I was finishing up my college just through AMU online, and I applied for a federal firearms license with the ATF. So finished my last appointment with Triple Canopy, came home, met with the ATF, did my interview, and I started the federal firearms license, so ready gunner out of the basement of my home. How long ago? This is about six years ago. Okay. So I ran the business in my basement for about a year, and I did it solely by placing classified ads online with a local news station that has classifieds called KSL. And I got to the point where I had so many people coming to the basement of my my house to buy guns that my wife at the time started to get a little worried and was like, you got a lot of people buying guns from the basement of the home. It seems kind of sketchy. (laughs) So I opened up a warehouse in Orem, did the by appointment only thing, and, and while I was in Orem, Sandy Hook happened, which, in my opinion, and I think most people in the industry would agree with me, was like the biggest shift in the firearm industry 
ever in the history of firearms in the U.S. So explain for people who don't know what Sandy Hook is, what was that? So Sandy Hook was that horrific thing that happened where some kid came into Sandy Hook Elementary School and shot 20-something kids, you know, elementary age kids. Worst thing you could ever even think of happening, right? And after that happened, all these people wanted to ban pretty much anything AR-related, high-capacity mags, and a lot of states actually ended up passing a bunch of stuff. And AR-15s, everybody thought, man, something like that happens, ARs are going to disappear tomorrow. So there was a huge influx in people buying AR-15s, and there was about a, a one-year period where it was, it was really tough to find an AR-15 or even a 30-round magazine. I mean, cheaper than Dirt was selling a 10-round, 30-round PMAG for $60, and people were buying them because they thought that was the last time they were ever going to see or have a chance to purchase a high-capacity magazine, from as a, they call them. From a consumer standpoint, I remember watching this thinking, you know, are they really going to do away with the Second Amendment law right now? Like, yeah, are, they, are they thought talking like, Man, about you shoot this? 20, you shoot 20 elementary-age kids in a school, it's done. So I started getting calls like crazy for people to come down. And I, I had about $75,000 worth of inventory at the time. And I went down, I opened my shop, and I sold everything I had in my little warehouse in a matter of 13 hours. So my inventory in 13 hours was gone. And now as a little store, I didn't really have a lot of buy power, you know, financially or credibility with the distributors or companies I was set up with to go in and compete with some of these bigger name companies and say, hey, I need more inventory. So I was pretty much cut off. I couldn't find anything to sell for months and months and months, right? So it was kind of like onesie twosies here and there that I was selling, but it wasn't enough to make a business out of. So what did you do in that meantime? Like what, as you're selling onesie twosies? So I still had a full-time job at this time, you know, kind of hence the employment thing only. I was still working full-time. So it wasn't that big of a deal because I had, I was the only employee. I had no overhead. You know, I just had like the storage unit or warehouse fee you had to pay, which was pretty minimal. And that was it. So things, you know, after about a year, started to loosen up a little bit. 223 ammo and AR-15 started to kind of pop back up. And slowly built it back up to where I opened up a store in Provo. And this is like an 800-square-foot store. And I ran the store out of there for about three years. What was the store <clears> called? It was Ready Gunner. Ready Gunner So it's been Ready Gunner okay. from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. And in that store, though, you didn't have a shooting range? There was no shooting range. It was small. The, the thing we did that, down there that was kind of unique was kind of the build-your-own AR-15. And we were kind of really the only people in the state of Utah and probably one of the few people in the U.S. doing this this kind of thing, and we're probably still the only people in the state that do it the way we do it. So we had a little counter, and again, this is 800 square feet, so it's not huge. You know, it's a little store. I mean, we put 10 people in there, and we're, we're busy. So you can come in, and we bought all the components and set up these accounts with all these people who make, you know, rails and lower receivers, upper receivers, barrels, and we brought in as much variety of AR-15 parts as we could so people can come in and pick out what they want and piece together an AR-15 that was unique to them, give them the education of how to build it, use it, you know, so on and so forth. There's so many benefits to building your AR-15 as opposed to just buying it off the counter. So, you know, you buy, you come in and Dustin, you're like, hey, I want to buy an AR-15. We're like, sweet, here's a Daniel Defense V7, which is an awesome gun. And this is your first AR, right? So you take it home, you kind of figure out how to use it, you fumble with it a little bit, you shoot a thousand rounds through it, and now it starts gunking up. And you're like, what is up with my gun? 
in reality, all you got to do is clean it, but yeah. you don't know how to take it apart. No one's ever taught you, right? Yeah. So when you're building it yourself, we kind of walk people through the process of, hey, you're building it, but I'm here to help you. So they actually get to physically build their own gun? They build it themselves. So we don't, we don't touch it. We're just there to be like, that pin goes right there. This spring goes right here. You want to torque that barrel nut down to, you know, 50 pounds of, of torque or whatever it is. But they're, they're doing all the work and, you know, they're hands-on themselves. So now when they go home and shoot that gun, taking it apart and pulling the bolt and the charging handle and cleaning it is a piece of cake. Yeah, they, I mean, they put, it. Yeah. they put every, every little piece on that thing. So, and people love it. And also, too, is it's like, it's unique. Like, you're probably never going to see somebody at a range with your exact same gun. Of course not if you built it yourself. Yeah, because yeah, you picked out all the co components and we have enough variety of parts that there's a, thousands and thousands of variations of ARs you can put together. You know, barrel lengths, rails, optics, uppers, lowers, billet, forged, stocks. I mean, you can do anything. Yeah. So you were doing all this down at your other location Provo. for three years? For three years. And then you decided to move to this location. So we tried to build a range down in Provo, and we had some zoning issues with Provo City. So we tried to fight those for about a year. We went to some, count, some zoning counseling meetings and kind of presented our case to the city. Eventually, we got to the point where we just were like, man, we're, it's just not going to happen. You know, Provo City's not going to move on it, and we're kind of SOL. And... This location, we weren't really looking to move, but this location came up for sale. It used to be an old furniture store right yeah. in the center, like the hub of Utah County. Like this is the center of Utah County. Yeah, if right. This if, is a prime location. Yeah, if you're thinking like, what am I going to do on a Friday night? Where am I going to cruise by? I mean, I remember, I remember growing up and driving State Street every Friday and Saturday. Yeah. So, I mean, this the furniture store he's talking about, that's like a staple. Like I remember that. So when I saw these guys pop up, I was like, nice, man. That's like the spot right yeah. there. So it, it was 20,000 square feet as this new location. So we looked at it and we're like, man, we got to get that. So we, we ended up buying it from Knight's Furniture and we just bought it outright. And we're like, this is way better. We have 10,000 square feet. So we went from 800 square feet to 10,000 square feet of retail space and 10,000 square feet of range. You know, So now we have 15 lanes and the bigger retail space so we can carry more inventory and just kind of allow a bigger place for, for people to come in and shop and and give them more of a variety than we did at the old store. So. so difficulties of owning a shop like this. So let's say it's like, because I mean, you live you live in a very conservative area in Utah County. I mean, you and I both know that we, we've grown up here. You're talking about people who don't necessarily believe in it, but they know that they need it. And so you have, it's like this fine line. It's like you have Republicans that love nothing more but the Second Amendment and, and gun rights and all these things. But then you also have a very conservative market. So, you know, tell people how, was there, is there a difficulty in running a business like this or? Well, I, I mean, any retail space in a certain location, like your, your audience is what it is, right? Like Utah County is only so big and Utah County is already pretty saturated and has blown up in the last 10 years where, you know, housing here, there's really not a lot more room for growth. Everything's pushing south of here or, yeah. you know, point of the mountains blown up. But I mean, because of what we do, we, we have people come down from Price. I've had people drive down from Ogden. I've had people drive down from St. George. I mean, all parts of Utah, people make like the two, three hour drive to come down and see us. And it, it was surprising at first, but then it's like, well, I kind of get it because we're really the only place you can go to do all this from start to finish. You know, you can buy parts here and there at other gun stores. Oh yeah. But to get a variety and, and go from, you know, the very beginning, to the end and have someone help you to do it, you know, we're really the only place in the state that does that. So 
that's kind of how we combat that. We also have like a, a pretty large social media presence. I think we're like at 124,000 followers on Instagram or something. And it's a good way for us to kick out info to our audience and our customers and, and things like that. The other thing too, and this is what we pride ourselves, this is probably the number one thing, is customer service. And it's the whole reason I started the business in the first place. So when I got back from the military, you know, I was, I was a gun guy, right? So I'd go to some of the local stores and I would never, ever, no matter what gun store I went to, receive what I would call good customer service. I was always approached with some kind of patronizing attitude, some belittling attitude. Heaven forbid you say the wrong, the, you know, the wrong thing, hold the gun the wrong way or, or do something yeah. that the sales guy just didn't agree with, you know, and it's, again, his own personal opinion and you would get crucified, right? And it's, it's the biggest reason that I think people who are new to the industry don't go to gun stores well, because yeah. it's, it's scary. Well, it makes sense. I mean, if you don't know, because for people who really don't have much experience with guns, they come in here, you have the whole gun display and everything else. You know, they want to hold one, but like the first thing they do is they grab it and, they're, and the first thing they don't want is, you know, yelled at or told how stupid they are or like, you know. Yeah. I mean, because they don't know, and that's what is great to have, obviously, the... Sure. And it's people skills, right? Yeah. It's like, hey, people are going to make mistakes and they're going to do things that maybe aren't the right way to do it. But there's, there's, you know, different ways of approaching that person. You know, you don't got to come a bit idiot and be like, oh, my, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, and, and completely make them feel stupid. That person's never going to come back into that store again. You can easily say, hey, let, let me show you. Let me show you how to hold that gun. You know, and, and then and then just kind of walk yeah, them through and, and educate them, yeah, right? Oh, that's exactly. it, and people appreciate it. So that that's kind of the biggest thing that I wanted to, you know, make differentiate us from other gun stores was, and, and we have weekly staff meetings here every Tuesday, where we just pound customer service into our employees, where it's like, hey, you know, treat the customers with respect, make them your friend. We kind of wanted to make it like the cheers for, you know, those of you old enough to remember that show, where people come in and we're calling people by their first name and we're like, hey, you know, Steve's good to see you again. What can I do for you today? And help them out and, you know, just get them comfortable to, to come in and bring their friends in, their wives and even their kids to come shoot at the range or build an AR-15 or... Yeah, I mean, like you said, and it's people are afraid of it, but it's when you're actually here and you're... I mean, it's a safe place. It's a safe environment. I mean, everything you have, if you have the... It's not... It's like basically... With the staff here and you have, I mean, it's not like it's a dangerous place. I wouldn't imagine that either, but yeah. I guess thinking about it, what other well, people I, who have no idea. Yeah, when I, when I walk into, when I used to walk into some of the, the shooting ranges or even some, some gun stores, things like that, I was always kind of, I wouldn't say you'd be overwhelmed by it. Like, you're not, <gasps> my gosh, you know, but it's, it's one of those scenarios where it's like, yeah, you do feel a little bit inferior at that point in time. So you're kind of freaked out. But yeah, walking in here was a little bit different. Like, you, you had people who, just right off the bat, I could tell that you had people that were literally on call waiting to answer a question if you had it. Like, yeah. they, they, they give you your space, which is nice, but they literally were right there. That if you had a question about something, they, they had the answer. And that's, that was yeah. comforting. That's something that I haven't experienced walking into a gun shop. So, yeah. I thought, and, and we've tried to create all these different programs. We have, a, you know, a, over a dozen classes to provide to our customers who, you know, maybe if they're new, when they buy the first handgun, we can offer them a, like a basic handgun course. And, and every gun people buy here comes with a free 30-day range membership. So it's like now that you have a gun, we actually want you to get comfortable using it. Every course that people take here comes with, the, with a free 30-day membership. Even the Utah Concealed Carry class, which we sell for 5 bucks, comes with a 30-day membership. Because if people are going to buy a handgun, 
right? We want them to know how to use it. Yeah. So we want to educate it. We don't want people just to buy a gun, put it in their purse, and now they're walking around the streets with a gun that they really don't know how to use. Well, you have the fear factor of like an accidental shooting or something like that because they didn't know yeah. the mechanics of the actual of the actual pistol at the time. Yeah. So, so we're huge on education. We're huge on customer service, and, and we, you know, we try to give. We basically give away a ton of free range time just for people to come in and practice and get comfortable with it. So, yeah, it's those things, and we, and we try to do fun events too. Like we just had a carnival day like three days ago, where we brought in like a cotton candy machine, popcorn machine. And in our observation area over there, we have a ton of space where we can set up these different booths. So we had like a stuffed animal station where you can go in and we have these carnival targets with 10 milk jugs on it. And we had a little 1022, like any kid from the ages of six and up can come and shoot. And there's an RSO in every single stall. So they're all being helped individually. And they shoot, you know, one round in every milk jug. And if you shoot one round in every milk jug, which for the kids, I mean, this this gun was sighted in like perfect. Yeah. So you just got to put the red dot on the milk jug and, you know, any decent trigger pull and you're going to hit it. And then they come back, take their target out to the station, get their stuffed animal. And everyone got entered into a raffle to win a free cricket for the kids and a, and a complete AR-15 for an adult. But it was, it was a huge hit. People brought their kids in, made it in a family event, and everyone loved it. And, you know, we took, we, we don't want guns to be a scary thing for people where it's like, oh, I would take my kids a ready gunner, but there's guns there. Guns, guns don't have to be scary. I mean, it's, it's a tool just like anything else. As long as you use it properly, which is what we're all about, you know, then it, it's something that you can do with your family and, and make a you know, fun event out of. For me, I have, I have five kids, and my kids know if they come in here, you know, all the way from my three-year-old to my 10-year-old, they know not to touch your guns. If I left a gun on the counter there, which, you know, I wouldn't leave a gun laying around the counter in my home just because I know they know how to handle it, they know not to touch it. They know that it's like, hey, there's a gun. I can control what goes on in my environment, but I can't control what goes on outside of my home. Right, right. right. So if my kid goes over to his friend's house and the dad there, for whatever reason, leaves a gun on the table and my kid knows nothing about guns and he wants to pick that thing up and now starts pulling the trigger on it because that's what kind of toys tell you. And there's a round in that thing. Who knows what could happen? But with the education I give him, he knows no matter where he goes, he's like, oh, that's a gun. I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to play with it because I've shot guns before. I know the power that's behind those things. But I also know how to safely operate it. So, yeah, that's it's, it's, it's education. Yeah, that's you know? what I was gonna say. That's that's one of the things I think that's uh, it's kind of re- relieving and comforting is the fact that each customer that comes through here. You guys are educating them on the the process of the gun. I mean, that's let's call it for what it is. But when people leave here, it's we may think that they have the best intentions in the world, but they might not. We they may not be educated enough to know that. Let's not put a full clip in your in your gun and keep it just sitting in a nightstand. Let's not do that. Well, that's for the most part. I think, not, you know, I know when people come buy a gun or whatever, a man or woman, they buy a gun to keep it with them for protection. You know, like you said, put a pistol in their purse. Well, if there is, you know, uh, a shooting going on or where you need protection, if you really don't know how to use it and you think you're just going to pull it out and pull the trigger. It might cause more harm than good. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, or go off when it's not ready. Yeah, in a stressful situation, you know, it's kind of a... Uh... You, you, your, your functionality changes. Just like anything, when you get stressed out, you kind of panic and yeah. tend to fumble a little more than you would normally. So, so would you say that it, a lot it's all of, muscle memory? Would you say that a lot of what you did in regards to creating the business, creating the education, creating the atmosphere, all that stuff, that that stemmed back to your time and service? A, a little bit, yeah. I, I run the store, so we went from the little store of three employees to this store of like twenty. I think we have twenty-four employees now. So a huge change in employee management, huge change in inventory management because we have a lot more product here. 
So it's kind of, I had to relearn the game on how to do both those things. You know, you get more employees and it's a little more drama, a little more management. And, and all the employees here are awesome. We're just a big family. We do activities once a week and so on and so forth and spiffs. And we, we, we try to keep our employees happy as well as our customers. You know, happy employees are going to relate to how, what, what kind of customer service they provide. That's cool. I mean, and I know, like you said, you're located, what's the address here because you're in Provo? It, it's 1066 South State Street. So we're, we're literally kitty corner from the mall. Yeah, and it's a great place. I mean, for, you know, any night coming out, I mean, like, people can bring their wife, kids, or Yeah, we, we offer all kinds of, we have, like, student discounts. We have military law enforcement discounts. What about wheelchair people? Yeah, we even have a wheelchair lift. Yeah, You've actually, probably seen it, yeah. you know. That's a good point, too. I mean, for people in wheelchairs, guys, I've actually been to a shooting range before where it was downstairs is where the range is at. I mean, obviously. <laughs> they just look at you there. like, good luck? No, actually, they said you can't go down there. Like, I mean. They just told, flat told you you could go down there. Well, I mean, it, they said there's stairs, I mean, basically. And it wasn't yeah. like a small flight. It was a huge flight of stairs to get down there. If you there. can make it down, you can shoot. Yeah, basically. But I mean, so I didn't go down there. But like, that's a good thing for people to know who are in wheelchairs. Because I know like, he's, he's got a ramp here to get down there. And obviously, the staff here to help you if you do need assistance. There's, yeah. there's guns to rent. So that, that's another good point is we have a... Because we, we highly suggest shooting the guns before you buy them, right? So when purchasing a handgun, the two biggest thing is how, how does it feel in your hands? How is the grip, right? Somebody can come in and be like, hey, I know what I want because some, someone told me this is a gun for me, but they've never held a gun in their life, right? But their buddy's like, you need to get the Glock 43. So they come in, they're like, I want a Glock 43. We're like, okay, here you go. And, and we kind of start talking to them. And we're like, oh, so do you have handguns? They're like, no, this is my first one. I'm like, oh, have you shot it? And they're like, no, I've never shot it. My buddy just told me to get it. And I'll be like, well, let me, let me pull out a couple other options for you. Some other popular ones, like maybe the Springfield XDS or this Smith & Wesson Shield. And just to see how you like these compared to the Glock 43, right? Just to give you a variety of choices instead of just saying, hey, this is a gun for you. So we'll pull out a bunch, let them kind of grip them and hold them, and they'll be like, holy crap, the shield feels way better than Glock 43. See, that's stuff that most gun shops don't do, man. They, no, they, they just want to sell. Oh, you want, you want that Glock? Okay, here it is for you, and then it's on your way. Yeah. And, and another program we have, too, is like, well, now let's, let's let you shoot all three of these, right? Because the, the shield might feel the best in your hand, but now when you start shooting it, maybe the XDS is the one you like the most because it's, maybe it's not as snappy or whatever it is. So we have a program where it's like, hey, you have unlimited rentals for 25 bucks. So you pay 25 bucks at the range, you take whatever handguns you want out there and you shoot them all. And then if you end up buying a gun that day, we discount the 25 bucks off the purchase price of the gun. So basically you shot for free, but you actually got to feel, get a feel for them and shoot them and really, really kind of drill down which one was the best for you. Yeah. No, and that's a great way for the listeners to know if they want to try and find out what gun fits them best or get educated about the different kind of guns out there. And then plus, I know just coming around through the store, you guys have, I mean, you know, obviously you sell ammo, but there's all kinds of, I've seen like, you know, there's like camo gear, there's like stuff, actually barbecue things out there. I mean, you guys have yeah, more. Any, any, anything that has to do with shooting, range bags, ammo, slings, again, anything that has to do with AR-15 components, you know, good selection of handguns. Trail cameras, I thought I saw. Yeah, we got trail cams, Sitka nice. gear. A lot of hunting stuff. King camo, all your little buffalo sticks to, to shoot with, variety of magazines. Yeah, that's great. And then also, like you said, you know, there's classes that come on if you want to learn more about how to handle guns. And then, and do you guys have your classes like regularly or is it like... We, we do. Again, for, for the people who follow us on social media, on Instagram, we, we kind of kick our courses out on there every once in a while so people know. Also, readygunner.com, that's kind of where people go to sign up. We have all the dates listed on there, and you can sign up right on the website. 
So in all, all, all of our classes, especially our Saturday concealed carry course, I mean, they pretty much fill up pretty quick. So our Saturday concealed carry courses, and I think we do two Saturdays a month and two weekdays a month, but our Saturday courses, we have like 45 to 50 people in those classes. You know, it, gets, it gets pretty full really quick. And we also have women's only courses, which has been really, really big. There's more and more women getting into the industry and we want to give them an option to take a course with just a bunch of, you know, other girls. Yeah. And not have any of, of, of us macho man guy in there, you know, kind of showing off. It's just like, hey, it's just, it's just you and the girls shooting and having a good time and, and kind of learning the basic principles of, of shooting a handgun. No, that's cool. And then obviously you come here, the coolest part, build a gun, build your own. That's yeah. It's kind of the biggest thing we do. We love doing it. Like all the guys here love building AR-15s. I mean, most of the guns here behind us that you see on the wall, those are all my personal custom builds. You know, and you can do anything from like a, a little SBR 9mm rifle or a pistol build or 5.56. We got 6.5 Grendel long guns like this one on the wall. You can build Creedmoors, AR-10s. I mean, you name it. So. What is what is Neil's favorite gun? Oh, so this one right here with the X-Product drum right below that Marlin. Okay. That's probably my favorite. I love that gun. That one, the only thing I don't like about that gun is it, it, the Lantac Dragon muzzle brake, which is a great muzzle brake, and Lantac's an awesome company, but that thing is loud. You know, it, it, it's got some, some bang to it. And then my 6.5 Grendel on a Santan Tactical receiver set with the suppressor and that SIG optic on it, that one, that one you can shoot a plate at 1,000 yards all really? day long with it. I'll tell you what mine is. Lucille, right there. You like the bat. There we go. I'm all about that bat, man. I've seen The Walking Dead. I know what happens with that bat. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say is the most popular gun probably in the shop? Gun, not handgun. You're not going to break just, it down for just me. Just over, just over. Okay, we'll break it so up in two. So we'll say, we'll say with your with your rifles, and then we'll say with the handgun. I'm going to say 9mm. So the Smith & Wesson Shield is probably our top-selling handgun. So those and then Glock 19s, Glock 17s, and Glock 43s are probably a close second, but the Shield, the thing about the Shield, it's a great price point, it's 385. It's a Smith & Wesson, it's a good brand. You know, it comes with a good warranty and it's just a good handgun. Heck, I have one that I carry in my gym bag. So it's, it's an awesome gun and it typically fits most people and it comes with interchangeable straps and things like that. So if you have bigger hands or smaller hands, you can kind of customize a grip to your, your hand. For AR-15s, Daniel Defense is by far our top-selling AR-15, like your V7s, V11s. Like right now, those are, you know, we're probably selling two of those for every other AR we sell. They're, they're amazing. Daniel Defense makes an awesome product. So anything else that you want to tell listeners in regards to your company, in regards to where they find you, any big events you got coming up? Um, to, to find us, just go follow us on Instagram because we're always kicking stuff out on there. We're always... We're actually pretty big into social media. We're always kicking videos out and things like that and, and, you know, some funny ones, some educational ones. But also we're always kicking out, like, informative stuff for the business, like, hey, Carnival Day next week or we have a zombie night we shoot, we do, or we have black, black lights in the range and we go all black lights with glow-in-the-dark zombie targets and you come in and shoot zombies and people dress up as zombies. And if you dress up as a zombie, you get to shoot for free. So it's, it's just fun. So that's what I would say is just kind of follow us on Instagram and you can kind of see what we're doing. But if you're local, if you're here in Provo or Utah County area, just come in and see us. Yeah, come in, shoot, and yeah, yeah, well, check the place out. There's we're always looking to, look to make new friends. You know? What are your hours? Uh, it's 10 to 9 Monday through Saturday, closed Sunday. 
All right, awesome. That's, that's great, man. I appreciate you having on the podcast. And, uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. Well, with that, thank you, everyone, for listening both on Facebook Live. Thank you for listening to the podcast when it launches here shortly. Neil, thank you again for letting us come in here and invade your office and of course, look at all your you guns and, and ask you questions and kind of just blow some time away. But it's, it's awesome, man. It's awesome to hear some of this stuff. You know, I've, I've, I love guns, so... But uh, for, for everyone that's listening, stay tuned for another episode. And uh, we, we continually thank everyone that does listen because we'll continue to kick these out as they go. We wouldn't be here without you. So with that, signing off, uh, Dustin, you got anything? No, I said appreciate everyone listening now. And we'll catch up on the next one. You have just tuned in to another episode of Shield Clocks Happens. Find previous episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Amazon today. If you would like to be on our podcast and have a story that you want to get out there, visit us at www.dustinshieldcox.com or private message us on Facebook, and we'd love to have you on the show.